I mean, I think it has to do with really believing in what you're doing. I think that's that's really at the core of it. If you real if a person really thinks that what they're doing, you know, can make a contribution and there's value in it and benefits and features, well then go for it. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. For this episode, I had so much fun talking about fashion, art, business, and most importantly, pets with Anne Greenberg of A Pet With Paws. She took her 20 years of experience in the fashion industry and pivoted her own handbag line into a collection of stylish pet carriers and accessories. What I love about Anne's collection is that it doesn't just look good, it's also eco-friendly and super functional for pet parents. Anne shares great advice on how to pivot in your career and why it is so important to have a ton of enthusiasm about your product and your business. I hope that this interview inspires you as much as it did for me. Are you ready to get serious about setting exciting goals for your business this year? Join me on January 13th for a totally free workshop that I'm calling K9 in 90. We'll be working together to identify nine actions you want to take in your pet business or with your own pet in the next 90 days. Sign up for this free one-hour workshop at wherewagrepeat.com slash K9 in 90. You can also find that link in my bio on Instagram at wherewagrepeat. I hope to see you there. As a veteran of the fashion industry, Anne Greenberg's multi-million dollar designs have appeared in magazines, catalogs, and department stores nationwide. After working in that industry for about 20 years, Anne realized that she had greater contributions to make to women's lives. She noticed that three things were shifting with women's priorities. Heightened concerns about the environment, demand for more fashionable and sustainable products, and an increased desire for spending on experiences and travel. With all that in mind, in mind, Anne determined that the pet travel industry had some serious holes to fill. So she launched a pet with paws to create sophisticated, sassy pet carriers for the chic, urban, on-the-go pet owner. Hi, Anne. Hi, Tori. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, so nice to see you after I've been admiring your your bags. I want to say purses because um, they look like purses, um, but admiring your bags for several years. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that, that you know, that that you were admiring the ba- you, the slip and saying that it was a bag because I was originally, um, I originally had a company called the Underground Chic, which was a handbag company. And all of my products come from variations of the handbags. Um, for example, like my, my first pet carrier 
and it's actually how I also got involved in the pet industry, was inspired my, by my stepdaughter's cat, Madison. Because Karen used to carry Madison in what I considered an unattractive pet carrier. And Madison is a beautiful Bowman cat. So I wanted to expand my business and I thought, well, maybe I can modify my handbag and make it into a pet carrier. So that's what I did. And that's how I launched a pet with paws. And my first carrier, which is still on my line and my most um, popular bag is called the Madison after Madison the cat. I think it's so interesting that it's a cat that inspired your first bag. Um, you know, since a lot of people love to take their dogs out and about, but recently I know there's a lot of people who are taking their cats out and about too. So it really works for for either kind of creature, I guess. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, it's interesting because sometimes we take Madison out and um, we take her to the park and we carry her in the carrier. And then when we get to the park, we let her out and she's staying with us. But yes. And there, it seems, I think also there are more cat owners than dog owners. Well, especially you're in New York city. So it probably is a little easier to own a cat um, with, you know, the, the size of everyone's apartments <laughs> and everything. The dogs can take up a lot of space. Um, so, okay, so you mentioned that you you originally had a handbag line and everything was very inspired by like luxury handbags, but you were using a technique um, that I wanted to know if you could talk about that a little bit, like this photo printing technique on the fabric. Um, and you, you use this fabulous recycled fabric. Um, and if you could just talk about those materials a little bit, that's really cool. Okay, so. Um... The well, as as you mentioned, the environment and eco conscious materials are important to me, and I was actually beginning to experiment and use them when I was in the fashion industry. And one of the products or materials that I found particularly interesting was polyester that was recycled and that it was originally made, they were recycled plastic bottles. And I went to the, a factory in China, actually, that made the fabric. They received the, when the bottles are recycled, they, they end up being, they, they brought, they're brought back and they look like almost like puffs of cotton. And then they take these, what appears to be a puff of cotton, and they put the needle by, put it needle by needle on a needle. They extrude this into fibers. It's then plied into yarn and woven into the fabric. That's amazing. Yes. It's called, it's, um, it's called RSVP. I mean, not RSVP. Um, anyway, it's recycled plastic bottles. And um, yeah, it's a fascinating process. I mean, this factory also is able to do it so that they make a fabric that feels and looks like suede. Oh, really? I've never seen, I've, I've seen the plastic 
um, or like the plastic bottle fabric before, and it feels like fabric. Like you would not know it came. It doesn't feel plasticky. Um, but I've never felt the suede in person. That's interesting. Oh, okay. So maybe I'll say I actually still have a couple of my um, tote bags that are made from this material. I'll send you one. Oh, good. It's incredible because, and I was thinking maybe I should um, make a pet carrier out of out of this um, the faux suede. Well, it's probably easy to clean, right? Because it's not well, real. Because it's suede. washable. It's washable. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so so you've got this like fabulous recycled fabric. Um, so that's making a positive impact in the world. But then you decided to also make it stylish. And I think making things stylish also makes a positive impact in the world because when people see it, it makes them happy. And when you carry it yourself, it it brings a smile to your face. So um, so talk about the design, you know, the designs of your fabric um, and how you use this, like this photo printing. I'm so curious about that. All right. So um, the photo print, it's not an easy process at all. And I was originally doing it with for my handbags, but the handbag company didn't want to work with me in pet products. So I had to find another printer and factory that would do it. And it took a lot of trial and error because you want it. The whole concept is that it should look real. I mean, the, the carrier looks like it's made out of leather. And so, but when you look closely, you see it's a photo printed image of like a leather handbag of a very well-known iconic designer handbag. Yes. And it's like this visual effect. I think it's called Trump Loy. Yes. I was just going to say, yes, it is. It's called Trump Loy, which means trick of the eye. I, that was like one of my favorite things. Um, I remember when I first discovered that style um, and you can go back and look like a hundred years ago, designers were doing fascinating things with that. Um, and it, it's just really whimsical and fun. Um, but yeah, you're the bag. It looks like a leather bag from a distance, <laughs> which is really cool. Right. And some, and at different trade shows, people think it's leather. And then I have to explain, no, it's not leather. It's, you know, a photo printed image printed on fabric that's made from recycled plastic bottles. So not only is it easy to clean, which is great for pets, but, um, you know, a lot of pet lovers are also vegetarian or vegan and don't use leather products. So, you know, this kind of addresses that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and so then I did... So then I also um, took my cues from another designer handbag, which I called the Coco, which is also <laughs> a photo printed image, but it has real hardware. So that the juxtaposition of the two is what makes it really interesting. Yeah, it, 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 that's why I think it's such an effective trick of the eye because it has the real elements with the hardware, but then the printed element and it just, it's really fun. Um, but it's something that, you know, you would never put your dog, well, some people do, but <laughs> I would never put my dog in like a $3,000 bag, um, but you can put them in this and kind of have the same look. Absolutely. I mean, it has the all the functionality of a pet carrier, you know, but it just looks like a she can bag. And so talk about some of the other elements that you've included t 
to make these like really specific to pet owners. It's not just a tote bag, you know, like you have the poop bag dispensers and things like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's what I was going to say, because I come out of fashion, you know, I wanted to create a a coordinated accessories that go with the bag. So I, um, I took the same image and I um, took my original cross body bag and I made it into a, it's called the Bentley treat training bag. Because there were training bags that are out there that are just very, I mean, they're just so nondescript. And why should they be nondescript? Why not, you know, carry something that's chic, but yet it's also so functional and organized because there's a zippered pouch for the treats. There's a separate zippered pouch for your smartphone, your keys, credit card. There's on one of the gussets, there's a place for the ball. And on the other side, there's a zipper compartment for the poop bags. And then you can either wear it as a crossbody bag with a shoulder strap or a fanny pack, or you can clip it onto a waistband. So it's totally multifunctional and yet attractive. Yeah, you can walk down the street and not have to have like this thing that screams dog lady (laughs) hanging off of you. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, you know, if I'm carrying a lot of things, I just wear this, the tree training bag, because it looks like a handbag. I just use that instead of a larger handbag. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time that um, I was at a, a group dog training class and I have like the traditional dog training treat pouches. But, you know, I've had it forever. It's indestructible, but it's not very stylish. And so I, I one day I wore to class like a fashion fanny pack and everyone was like looking at me like, I never thought about that. I never thought you could do that. I'm like, well, it's a pouch is a pouch, you know, like you don't have to wear the doggy one. <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's a, it's a little bit of like a mindset shift, I guess. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's my whole approach into, into designing and developing products. The same thing with the um, poop bag holder. I mean, why does it have to be that ugly, excuse me, plastic holder for the bags? Why can't it be something attractive? So I took my original cosmetic bag I shrunk it, put an eyelet in the back, put a roll of poop bags in it so you could pull them out. And then I added the clip so you can attach it to a leash or your waistband or the bag or the carrier itself. Yeah. Another fashionable accessory with you. Yeah. It's really nice too that you've, you really have thought of you know, clipping it on the leash or clipping it on the, like the different places someone might want to clip that. Cause sometimes you see fashionable dog things, um, that aren't super functional. (laughs) There seems to be like one or the other. Um, but, but, but you do seem to have thought about like the functionality of everything, which is really great. Yeah. I mean, cause otherwise, I mean, that's, I wanted to make my products different, right, from what's out there in the industry. And I thought, well, okay, so I can make it look different, but I also want to make sure that it's functioning properly. 
Yeah. So that's ultimately most important. That's why, you know, we've all used the ugly things for so long because (laughs) they're functional. (laughs) Do you want to achieve great things in your pet business and with your own pet this year? You'll reach your goals so much faster when you get clear on what they are. Join me on January 13th for a free workshop that I'm calling K9 in 90. We'll be working together to identify nine goals that you want to hit in your pet business and with your own pet in the next 90 days. For example, you might want to revamp the About Me page of your website and take your dog on a hike to the highest point in your state. As petpreneurs, we need to balance work and pets. Sign up for this free live one-hour workshop at wearwagrepeat.com slash canine in 90. You can also find that link in my bio on Instagram at wearwagrepeat. So, so I wanted to ask you because a lot of the people who listen to this show are just getting started. Um, and so when you were just getting started with a pet with paws and, you know, you mentioned going to trade shows and, and showing people your products, did you have any kind of like pushback because it is just so different than a lot of the things out there or, you know, what kind of reaction did people have, um, that someone who's just starting out and has kind of like a different idea might expect to hear? Um, no, actually my first trade show, it was, um, it was well, my products were well received because they were different, but I was also very enthusiastic about it because I love my products, right? I love what I do. Um, so they understood that they could have something that's attractive and also, functional and make it a little bit different. I mean, I think it has to do with really believing in what you're doing. I think that's that's really at the core of it. If you real if a person really thinks that what they're doing, you know, can make a contribution and there's value in it and benefits and features, well then go for it, you know? Yeah, you have just to be willing to take a risk. And I think the enthusiasm, you know, talking to you now, I can I can see you over Zoom and you you seem so excited and enthusiastic about this today as I'm sure you were the first time you showed it to someone. But yes, exactly. I still am excited because um it's like okay, so when I I developed it's um it's called the Petrek. It's a four spinner wheel folding trolley. So again, you know, I was looking, I was in my office and I was thinking about, you know, carrying the carrier and I, oh, my friend was visiting me and her dog on my shoulder and the carrier was heavy. And I was thinking this, this is not going to work, but I don't, I wasn't really, I didn't really want to put wheels and have my carrier sort of tilting backwards. Um, So I thought I love four spinner wheel luggage. Because it's, I find it very easy to, you know, to move the the suitcase along. So I thought, well, maybe I can. And I knew that there are those luggage. Originally, you know, there were the um, luggage carriers that were two wheels that just strapped, you know, with the bungee cord. So I thought, well, 
I can, I bet I can modify something like that and make it four wheels so it spins like for spinner wheel luggage and also can work with all my carriers. And that's how I developed the, the Petrek. But I saw that in my mind. I knew what it was going to look like. It was just finding the right factory that would help me make it. That was the challenge. Well, and I think what's so important about that is I have it in my notes here for our interview, um, you know, about what, what problem do you solve for pet owners? And that you just described that, you know, like my shoulder hurts. I don't want to carry this. You know, maybe the dog is getting like smushed because it's under your arm or something like that. Um, and developing this, the pet track roller um, really solved a huge problem for people. It did. And the other thing that was really interesting when I first introduced it was at one of the um, the trade shows. And I met Dr. Marty Becker, who's a very well-known veterinarian in the industry. And he he thought it was a great idea because he explained to me that with the two wheel carriers, the animal is tilted backward at 45 degree angle, which is very anxiety provoking for them. And this way with mine, the animal is riding in a horizontal position. It's very familiar and they're very comfortable. And they're not anxious. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I have two Labradors, so I'm not going to be carrying them in a carrier anytime soon. <laughs> but anytime I have had to like tilt them or, you know, had them on like some kind of like in their crate and maybe like move the crate, they don't like that. They really don't. Um, so it, it is much better when they're just like staying level. So not only is this solving a problem for people, but like kind of unbeknownst to you until, until Dr. Becker pointed it out, you were solving a problem for pets too. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was, you know, when he told me that I was like, Oh, that is, you know, he, you're right. I didn't know that I was solving that problem for pets, but I, of course it made me feel wonderful that I was. Well, that's kind of interesting too. And I think that's why it's so important to just like keep, talking about your product and your business to people because you never know what they're going to respond with. And they might kind of give you like a little light bulb moment. Um, you know, it's important to just like keep talking and keep meeting people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that is how we all learn, grow, you know, adapt, whatever. So um, speaking of adapting, I guess, you know, it's hard this year to, to talk about anyone's business without asking how you've had to pivot um, with COVID-19 or any issues with that. You know, people are spending so much more time <laughs> with their dogs now. Um, have you noticed any kind of, you know, impact that that relates to a pet with paws because of COVID and everything? Well, actually, it's sort of mixed because um, there has been such a resurgence of people wanting pets. I mean, the shelters are, you know, a lot of them were totally, mm -hmm. yes, because, you know, man's best friend or whatever. I mean, the companionship that pets um, have had for people, especially if they're living alone and spending all this time alone, it's been wonderful. You know, it's, it's, they, but they also, you know, so they can go for walks together. And 
you know, the carrier still works. I mean, this is, I take my pet carrier with the, with the, the carrier and the pet trick. For me, when I go to the grocery stores, I put my groceries in there because they're too heavy to carry right. home. <laughs> and I just wheel them, walk down the street, wheeling the carrier with with my carrier and the Petra, and it's filled with groceries. No, well, and then the- I'm sure your dog likes it because then it smells like groceries inside there right. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> People are still using carriers and I think especially still using um, the, like the training bag and the poop bag holders and all of that kind of stuff, probably more than ever. Right. Especially, you know, the Bentley training bed, because, you know, this way, if they're going to walk them and they're on a leash or whatever, the, the pet owner still can have treats and everything is together and it's very convenient. So it's still, it's still working. So um, I guess our, our last question here, um, well, a couple, a couple last questions. First of all, um, do you have any advice for, for petpreneurs who are looking to shift industries? Um, you know, you shifted from fashion to pets. Um, you know, if someone else was looking to do a similar kind of a shift, what kind of advice would you give them? I think um, that they if they want to come into the pet industry in particular, they need to just, this is what I also, what I did when I was first thinking about it after, you know, I I thought about changing, I went and I researched, I walked through all different types of pet stores to see what type of products were out there. Where is there a void? What can I improve upon? Um, And that's, that's what some I would suggest someone do. That's that's great advice. I do that too. Um, sometimes I just need a, a spark of ideas about what to blog about, and I'll just go walk around the local pet stores and see. I'm I look at it. I go in like not even as myself. I'm in there to like research, and I'm like looking at the labels and the ingredients and where it's made and what the parent company is, and I'm not just looking at it as a customer, um, you have to really look at all the little details. I mean, look how we've come in terms of food and treats that are available. I mean, that, 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 that industry is phenomenal in terms of all of <clears throat> the raw foods, um, the fresh foods. I mean, it's amazing dehydrated well not dehydrated so much but yeah anyway, all the variety of all the foods that are available yeah it, it there there are so many opportunities i think um if you just do put put your mind to it and just like dig around a little bit like a dog <laughs> um so okay the last question then we have to know about your pet um so tell us about about your dog so it's um it's actually, it's a dog that I share with a friend of mine. Um, That's very modern. I there, I there was like a whole article in the New York Times about this like pet dog sharing. <laughs> right, because she, because she travels a lot. So, and she doesn't want to put, and it's actually, it's Bentley. Oh. It's Bentley, yeah. The after mo- the Bentley mo- treat bag. Yes, I, well, you see, I name all my products after friends and family's pets, right? So Bentley is named after 
after the Maltese Bentley. Darien, my Darien bag was named after my girlfriend's um, Maltese Darien. My brother had um, um, has a um, a labradoodle named Jackson. So there's the Jackson bag. So all of my products are named after. Um, different people's pets. That's so fun. But so my friend Barbara travels a lot because her sister is on the West Coast and she has um, friends and family in Europe. So we share Bentley. And how, and, how old uh, is Bentley? Bentley now is um, eight years old. Oh, same age as my dogs. So, um, so it's nice because I also travel, right? Because I go to China or, or wherever right. and I go to the trade shows. So this way, it it's, works best for both of us. I, well, and I'm sure Bentley is getting the best of everything because he gets spoiled in both places. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> awesome. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing um, your really interesting story and um, your enthusiasm. Tell everyone where they can find a pet with paws and um, and and see what your products look like. So um, I would love for people to come and visit our website, which is apparentwithpaws.com. And that way they can see all of the products that are available. And there are also a couple of videos that demonstrate the products. So, um, and if they have any questions, they can just reach out to me. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thanks for your time and for being on the show. Oh, and thank you so much, Tori. It's really been fun and enjoyable. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at Mystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.